This episode is sponsored by Honey Badger. A few episodes ago, we looked at doing easy deployments and easy infrastructure. And the nature of these two episodes was setting up a development environment template so that whenever I create a new Rails application, it's going to include all of the Docker files, Docker Compose files that I need for my local development, but then also a Docker file and Docker Compose file that I could use for production. It included a bin deploy function, which allowed us to deploy to the production environment. And then in episode 355, we looked at easy infrastructure where we set up a Docker Swarm cluster. We used traffic to load balance and route requests to the various applications and deploying Portainer to this cluster so that we're able to manage the environment. And all of this works really well, especially for hobby projects. And now that Heroku is no longer offering free services, the options out there are starting to get a bit slim. But for hobby projects in particular, I really like this deployment method. This way I could have just a small virtual machine and deploy multiple applications to it. However, there is one issue that I have with this current methodology, and it is around the rake tasks. So whenever I do a deployment, there could be situations where I have a certain rake task that needs to be run as well. And that rake task that I need to run, I would have to wait for my application to get booted up, and then I could shell into one of the instances, and then execute the rake task. However, that's a bit cumbersome, and especially if you have a team of people and you might have a part of the team doing the deployments, if you've created some rate tests that need to be executed on a deployment, there's always that chance of human error where that rate test did not get executed. So in this episode, we're going to look at having a rate test that we can execute on every release. So we're just going to call this the release and it'll have a task in here, execute. And when we run this, it's going to look at and run all the rate tasks that are needed for this deployment. And so if we look at these results, we had one rate task that was called, there was some output of this rate task, and then this rate task finished in one second. We then called another rate task, and this rate task actually failed, so we got an error message, which the error that was raised was something went wrong. And then we get into something interesting where we have a rate task for a second call that was already executed, and also for a third call that was already executed. And these two particular rate tasks have already been ran in a past deployment. And so the overall goal here is going to be having rate tasks that we can set to trigger to run every single time we deploy. We can have rate tasks that will fail, but then it's up to you on what you want to do. Do you want to stop the deployment? And then the developers can be called in to have a look at what's going wrong. Or do you just want to have a notation that this rate task failed? And then we'll look at the more common use case here is where we have rate tests that have been developed for a certain release. And if they had not already been ran, then they'll get executed. However, in any subsequent release, if that rate test has already executed, then it will not execute again. And again, this can solve a lot of different problems that you might have around deployments. If there has been situations where rate tests have been missed from a deployment, due to human error, or if you have a situation where you're deploying and you don't want to shell into the system to run the rate tests, but you do need to flag them some way in order to get ran. 
So the first thing that we'll do is call Rails generate model, and then we need to come up with some kind of model name. I'm just gonna call this the release, and then we'll have a task on here as an attribute, and it's just going to be a string. And then we'll run Rails DB migrate to migrate the database. And so the overall approach here that we're going to do is we're going to have a rate task called release with a task called execute. And similar to what Rails does with the schema migrations, it has a column called version, and then all the versions of the migration files gets logged into this database. And this is how Rails knows that a particular database either has or does not have a migration ran. And so we're gonna borrow onto this idea that whenever a rate task is successfully executed using this methodology, then we'll just insert in to the task, the name of that rate task. And if that rate task exists, then we're not going to re-execute it the next time we deploy. So to generate a task, we'll run the Rails generate task, and we're going to call this the release, and then we'll have an execute on here. This will create the lib tasks release.rake. And so we can update the description. We'll just call this at the rate tasks execute each release. And then within this task, we're going to call on a class. We're just going to call this class the task runner. And then we need to execute some kind of rate task. For the first rate task, we'll just call it the hello and then world. And let's say we want this rate task to execute every single release. So whenever we call the release execute, then this rate task of hello world is going to run. And in order to flag this one to do that, we're just going to have a force run and we're going to set it to true, which by default will set that force run to false in the task runner. We can create another task runner execute and we'll just call this one company colon and then something. We're not going to set this one to execute every time. And so that's enough for right now. We may come back and add in a few more, but for now, let's go ahead and create this task runner and then this class method execute. We'll create a new file under the lib folder and we'll call this the task underscore runner dot rb. It'll be a class of task runner. And then we have a class method. So we'll do a self dot execute. And then we need the name of the task. And then we need to have that force run. And we'll by default set it to false. We'll create a new instance of the task runner. So we need to pass in our task and the force run. And then we'll call execute on here, which will be an instance method that we'll create. We need to have our initialize with the task and force run, which we'll set the instance variables task is equal to task and force run is equal to force run. We'll have our execute method. And so we're only going to have this one public method execute for our instance. And then anything we call within there, we're just going to have as private methods. So perhaps for each execution, we want to have some kind of separation. So I'm just going to do a puts and then some backslash in backslash in just to create some new lines. Then, and perhaps the most important part, is that we want to return if the task has already been executed. And this is just going to be a private method that we create. And this guard clause is going to protect from any of these tasks from running multiple times, unless if we have a force run is set to true. And the way we'll handle that force run is that we'll just say a return false if the force run is set to true. I could just do if force run. However, I do like being explicit here 
So when I come in and read this down the road, I do see that I am checking for a true value, and we can see up at the top that normally the value is false. We can then just set an executed is equal to, and we're going to look at the release. We're going to find by the task, and the task that we need to find by is the rate task that we're wanting to run. We can check if it's present, and if it is present, then we're going to put out that the task has already been executed. And we only want to do this if executed is set to true. And then we can pass back the executed value that we got from the lookup back to our execute method. So if our application does find in the database that that task string does exist, then the guard clause will exit this method and then it'll continue to run the next rake task. And so if the rate test has not already been executed, then we're going to call the rake colon colon task. We'll then put in square brackets our task name and then call invoke. And by doing this, it'll execute that rake task. Once the rake task has finished running, we can then record the task record. And that's just, again, going to be a private method that we have, record task record. And just to keep the database clean, we're going to do a return if the force run, and again, we'll check to see if it's set to true. Because if it is set to true, then we're not going to log that into the database. However, that's really up to you if you want to do that or not. We can then call the release.create. Our task is going to be the name of the task that we executed. And if we don't do anything else, we could stop here if we wanted to. However, we're going to go ahead and create the rate tasks that we have in the release rake the hello world and the company something, and we're going to execute it to see what things look like. And from there, we can then continue on and update the task runner to make it a bit more feature complete. So in our terminal, we can run the rails generate task, and then we'll run it for the hello world. And then we'll also run it again for the company with the task as something. So within the hello world one, let's just update the text. We'll just tell it to say hello. Then we'll puts out the hello world. And that's all we're going to do for this rate task. However, in the company rate task, we might want to do something else. So because this application doesn't have any other models or anything, we're just going to use put statements to check and make sure that things are running. And so I just have two different put statements that we'll use for this company something rate task. And before we run this rate task, we do need to come up to the top and we just need to require the task runner so that this class would be found. We can then call the bin rails release colon execute, and this should execute everything. So we got our hello world, which is correct from the first rate task. And then the company something, we got our two lines of output. And if we were to run this again, let's see what we get now. Now we have the hello world that printed out again because we do have the force run set to true. However, on the task runner execute company something rate task, that rate task already executed, so we did not get this output again. If by accident you had created this rate task many times, even on the first time it ran, so we can test this with running the Rails runner release all, destroy all, just to delete all of the records from our database, and then we can run the release execute rate task again. So here, we see that we got the hello world. We then got the first time output of the company something rate task. However, each subsequent call to it 
did not execute it because it had already executed in the past. But one issue that I have here is that I do want to see how long a rate task takes to execute, but then also want to see more clearly when we get some kind of warning like this rate task has already executed. So we'll create another private method. We'll just call this yellow. It's going to take in a string and it's just going to be a simple one-liner where we insert in some kind of string. So we'll interplay it in the string. However, before and after the string, we're gonna call backslash E open bracket 33M. We'll then have the interpolation. And at the end, we'll have a backslash E open bracket zero M. And by doing this, we now have a yellow method taking in a string. And this 33 means that we're going to color our text yellow. So in the put statement, I'm going to just have a yellow. I'm then going to wrap our string and that's all we need. So we can have other ones like a red, a green, and then we have our yellow. The red value is a 31. The green value is 32. And of course the yellow is 33. So at the top here, and we'll put this after the guard clause, right before we're running the rate task, we'll do a puts the green, and then we'll say that our task execution started. And so let's see what this looks like now. If we run this, we'll run again the bin rails release execute. We'll scroll up. We'll see that the hello world execute started. We got our hello world. And then the company something already executed multiple times because again, in our rate task, we're executing it multiple times. Back in the task runner, now let's get our timer. So we have a start timer. We'll execute the rate task and then we'll have a stop timer method. So the start timer will be a private method as well as the stop timer. And for the start timer, let's just set our start timer instance variable. We'll do a double pipe equals, and then we'll just do a time dot now and we'll make it a float. And the reason why I'm memoizing this is because we're going to call on this multiple times. Same way for the stop timer, we need to get the current time. And after it ran, we can just have another put statement saying that the task ran and it finished in some kind of elapsed time and we'll report it in seconds. So the elapsed time, we will need to create another private method and we'll just set this rounding to the nearest two decimal places. So we can do that with a percent dot two F and then modulus from the stop underscore timer minus the start timer. And that's probably all we need to do here. We can come back to our terminal and execute our release execute again. And we can see that it finished in zero seconds because all we're doing is a hello world. However, if we put a sleep in here, we'll do it for half a second. We can then execute the rate task again. We see it took about half a second to execute the hello world rate task. And of course, the company something already executed. And so now, Let's create another task runner and we're just going to execute the task company bad. And in the company rake task, we'll have a description. We'll call it bad code with a task of bad and we'll have our environment. We'll create a block. We'll do puts bad code with some kind of raise that this is an error. And then let's try to execute this. So again, we are putting this in the middle of the four company somethings. Let's just go ahead and take this down to one just so we can see a bit more clear. I'll clear out the terminal and we'll run this again. We got the execution, but then we got this is an error. 
And so you have a choice to make here. And this is something that you need to discuss with the team or just be aware of is that now our deployment has basically halted, or at least this release execute rate task has halted. And so what do you want to do? Do you want to continue on with the other rate tasks? Or do you want it to be a showstopper and a developer needs to be brought in to have a look at what's going on to get it fixed, to push up new code and then do a redeploy? So let's say in our particular situation, if we do get an error, then it could be expected, but we just want to continue on with the rate tasks and execute the other ones. I really don't recommend that because that could be pretty dangerous, especially if you're manipulating records. However, if you do want to do that, then we could rescue this execution method and we're just going to rescue with a standard error and we'll get our error message and then we'll puts and we're going to use the red text saying that the task failed. We can also display out the error and you may want to also display out the backtrace, but I'll leave that up to you. So now with this rescue, if we were to execute this again, we see that we got our hello world executed. The company something had already executed. We then tried executing the company bad rate task, but we got our puts bad code, and then we got the raise that the company bad failed. The error was, this is an error, but it continued on and executed the other rate task. And so again, this kind of approach does have some benefits as long as its method and its patterns are followed. If there is a rate task that needs to be ran, then you just need to update that release rake file with the new tasks. You don't have to worry if it's already been executed or not, but do keep in mind that the order in which these rate tasks appear is the order that they will be executed. And again, this approach does solve a few different problems, whether it is the potential for human error, or if you're wanting to simplify your deployments, that anytime you need to run a rate task, you'll have the confidence that it'll get ran when the production release happens. And it's also idempotent as we are not going to be executing the same rate task over and over, unless if we have that force run set to true. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching.